0: It was 63 years ago in 1964 when, right now in early June, there were hundreds of young people gathering in Miami, Ohio, outside of the um, campus, or actually on the campus of what is now. Um, Miami University and they were there to to prepare for a summer in Mississippi. That summer had been called Freedom Summer and would come to be a defining moment in the United States' fight for democracy and for the full inclusion of African Americans. It was a, a summer that, that in my um, knowledge about and learning about uh, this country is a, is a landmark moment. People came from all over the country to go to Mississippi. People in Mississippi put their lives on the line again to register people to vote, to participate in the political process. And ultimately the outcomes then uh, continue to be deeply meaningful for where we are as a, as a people. I'm gonna be talking about that that year, that, that uh, several years that led to 1964 in Mississippi as part of a lecture series that I'm doing in um, early July. The lecture series will be titled How They Beat the Filibuster. Um, and then the subtitle is uh, something like the Civil Rights Movement, Freedom Summer, Selma, LBJ, and LBJ, uh, oh, and the 1965 Voting Rights Act. So, how the how Freedom Summer contributed to the one thousand, nine hundred and sixty-four Civil Rights Act and the one thousand, nine hundred and sixty-five Voting Rights Act. That lecture series will be over three days right after the Fourth of July. Would uh, love to have you join those or other a couple other lecture events coming up. Please take a look; they're on the uh, web page, the events web page for Common Power. The dates of those. So that summer. A decision was made by the people who had been working in Mississippi for a long time for voting. They made a decision to invite people to come and do work to register voters in the Mississippi Delta, the uh, one of the poorest parts of the United States, a deeply racial, racialized landscape that had been, you know, a, a heartbeat of the uh, the Confederacy and the, the, the enslavement that defined it, the, uh, the sharecropping that came after it. And uh, when people gathered in early June in Miami, they went through a training, a period of time where they were um, exposed to the core ideas of the work, the very real danger of the work and the practices that would define the work, um, and people had to decide if they really wanted to do it. I'm, uh, I've learned a lot about that training and about that summer, and uh, I know that there were, there was a kind of a, uh, a necessary kind of. Um, encounter in miami ohio of people who thought that this would be a uh, inspiring transformative um, educational experience who had to come face to face with uh, the violence the racism that has defined our country around racial justice and that tension, that encounter, um, became formative for people who went on to do work in Mississippi. It was not long after the uh, the uh, the launch of that work in the, the training in Mississippi that the first group, first cohort, went went to Mississippi to be led by local Mississippians. Many of these students who would come to young people would come to Miami, Ohio, to uh, to be ready to go to Mississippi were white, and they were going into Mississippi to be led by black Mississippians, locals, and uh, to face all of the violence that was there. There's no way they could have been prepared for it. There's just not. It's just not possible unless you'd lived in the in the in the sweltering discrimination and hatred and violence um there was uh one of the, the, the there were several leaders there's miss fannie lou hamer grown up in the delta and became an incredible leader in the movement there was bob moses a teacher who'd come from miss uh, from new york in 1960 had come south had uh done some work and had come back in nineteen sixty one and had dedicated his his years and his wisdom, his brilliance to this work. There was David Dennis, a local organizer, who became a crucial part of of the work. Um and Bob Moses famously said that uh, when you're not in Mississippi, or look, I think he said it this way, when you're in the rest of America, it's impossible to believe that Mississippi exists. And he said, when you're in Mississippi, it's impossible to believe that the rest of America exists. So, devastatingly difficult with Mississippi. And yet people lived there, they chose to live there, they fought and died for, the, for their freedoms there, and others came to support it. Freedom Summer of 1964. I, uh, I could easily spend hours ruminating about that era, learning about it, being inspired by those who fought for that era. But I start there today because we're entering a summer of challenge. A summer of challenge that is going to be different than the, the moral clarity of registering people to vote across racial lines in Mississippi, but will be every bit as um, high of a mountain to climb and it's an all-hands-on-deck moment for us in democracy. There is, no, there is no ability to just observe, folks. We've got we've to do more than observe. We have to be engaged. We have to commit time and treasure to this work. It's going to take all hands for this work. Here's what's coming. First of all, we have landmark potential congressional legislation that's going to come to to the floor in the Senate in late June, the For the People Act. And then after that, we will have landmark congressional legislation known as the John Lewis Voting Rights Advancement Act that will be introduced probably after the 4th of July into the House. It will pass the House. It will get some significant Republican support. I don't know how much in the Senate and it's going to come to the floor probably in late July, early August. We're going to have a re, a re discussion, another discussion in the Senate about the January 6th commission. I'm, I believe that the Democrats, Chuck Schumer is going to bring it again. We're going to have, the re- The redistricting data that draw that is used by state legislatures to draw legislative and congressional districts, that's going to be released. The data are going to be released in middle of August. We'll start that process, and that's going to move to DEFCON one at uh, probably after Labor Day. So, on the side of, of the fight for democracy, the fight to vote, these are. These are the most important things that we have seen since the 1960s. These bills and then this fight for redistricting are going to define us for generations as a country. That's one major road that's leading to this summer. A second road is that the Trump cult is moved into another dangerous stage and this dangerous stage is an, an escalation. It, is, it, is, it has convinced me that, that we're, we're going to a dangerous place in regards to the belief system of Trump supporters, of the Make America Great Nation. This, uh, this next stage is the belief that Donald Trump is going to be reinstated as president that's the word they're using reinstated that somehow he's going to uh be declared the victor in the 2020 election and is going to become president it's gonna according to this belief system it's going to occur because these circus audits of of votes are gonna show fraud This audit right now in Arizona, the one that they're seeking to do in Georgia, the plan is to to introduce these further. Um, Pennsylvania is looking at it. Um, So the first part, the belief system says that Donald Trump will become president again because these these uh, vote counts are going to show that he should have won the presidency, that he did win the presidency. Another, and the second part of this belief system is the continuing and growing articulation of Donald Trump as the president. Now, actually, the president. Okay, there is a language among the Make America Great Again nation that is now becoming part of the of the language of mainstream politics that Donald Trump is actually the president, that Joe Biden is uh, an impostor that Trump is the president. Um, This is is growing. The idea that he's gonna be reinstated and that he actually, uh, a second line of argument is that he actually is like the real president. This is not just a, you know, Barack Obama is my president kind of language. This is the belief, I'm talking about the belief that he is the real president. And a third dimension that's going to happen here in the uh, "Make America Great Nation" world is that Donald Trump is about to return to the public are- public eye with rallies. He is coming out from his—I um, wouldn't call it hibernation—but from his retreat, he's going to come into the public arena. He's going to travel the country. He's going to give these rallies periodically. And this—this this is the returning. It's the returning of the Messiah for them, for the cult. This is going to catalyze and mobilize. The combination of these pieces in the Make America Great Nation world is going to lead to a, a period and an understanding of what's supposed to happen, and when it doesn't happen, when Donald Trump is not, does not become the actual actual president, when the, these these vote recounts are are further just exposed for the ludicrousy that they are, um, this is going to lead to unleashed anger among Trump supporters. This anger is going to be um, further building upon the January sixth. January sixth was the the first run, the first try, what's gonna happen here now is going to be a more sophisticated and extended unleashing of assault on democracy and I think very really violent assault. This is this is a next level stuff for the cult of Trump. So you've got this piece about like these landmark legislation intersecting with this unbelievably emotionally agitated um, Trump supporters. Then interwoven with the, the devastating racial injustices that define our country that are embedded in the push to restrict voting rights all over the country. Fourteen states have enacted new laws restricting the right to vote since January 1st. All 14 of them um, are states where Republicans control power in the state legislature, uh, both chambers. 13 of the 14, the Republicans have control of the governorship and just rubber-stamped this law. In the 14th one, there's a Democrat, Andy Bashir in Kentucky who we helped elect um, in 2019 he vetoed the bill but the republicans have a super majority I'm sorry what? I'm sorry i thought you said something though. no I want to talk to you. oh sorry i'm doing a podcast right now no i, I had questions uh, okay go ahead I, I, are you talking about the january 6th insurrection <laughs> i was talking about how that is going to catalyze a worse thing coming yeah okay And is that something that you're organizing? So I'm part of an organization called Common Power Uh and we do all kinds of work for voting justice around the country and so I'm one of the leaders of that organization Uh and I do a podcast where I occasionally talk about the challenges that we face. So yes. So if you want to look us up, commonpower.org Okay, but is that something that you supported the January 6th? Oh no, we don't support it. We oppose it. Okay. Yeah, vehemently. Okay. 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 I just heard that and I just had to It was someone supporting it. It really concerns me. I hear you. Thank you. Yeah, totally. Thanks. Um, So I had a chance there to talk to somebody who had heard me do my podcast this morning. And she was concerned that I was supporting the January 6th insurrection, And she, you know, came, followed me for, not followed me, but came to talk to me and wanted to check on that. I appreciate that. She wanted to make, she wanted to confront me on whether I supported that. Uh, all right, that's, uh, that's, that's live stuff right there, that's live. Um, and this is gonna come together this summer with the racial injustices that define us as a country. And the realities are um, that those injustices are manifest. They, they, they have been so apparent in our education systems, in our health systems. In um, our p- policing, our criminal injustice systems, um, that there is uh, a, an anger, an outrage, rightly around that that is going to be difficult to channel. So we've got these in, we've got these these roads intersecting this summer, the fight for landmark dem- democratic legislation, a cult that is believes their leader is going to be reinstated, and he's about to come out of out of uh, hibernation or retreat and the reality of these incredible, manifest, massive injustices um, in our society. This is our summer. It's not going to just be our summer, but it's going to be this summer. And we're going to engage in the fight for democracy, just like that woman engaged me. Okay, we're going to engage. We're going to launch launch advocacy action days starting June 10th. Um, We're going to uh, enter what I'm calling phase two or phase two of our advocacy this year. Phase one was seeking to block uh, voter restriction bills in states as best as possible. We did work in Texas. I'm sorry, George in order, Georgia, Arizona and Texas, and we had some success. Uh, not perfect, but because you can't get perfect in this arena, but we had some success. Phase two now is to fight for these bills in Congress. We're going to have phone banks. We're going to be contacting senators directly. We're going to do a series of lectures. We're going to uh, have an in-person program event where people will come together, and we're going to rally together for this work. We're going to have a workshop around telling our stories for democracy. We are going to engage and we will elevate further as pieces unfold. So next June, next Thursday, next Thursday, June 10th, at 5 p.m. Pacific time, we're gonna launch this. It's gonna take us. We're gonna need to devote time to this. And if you're willing, treasure to support the leaders that are gonna be part of this, join us at that. The Zoom information is on our events page, and we're gonna launch that. But I want to end this podcast this morning with the the clarity, the clarity of of where we are. There is a couple authors of the book, um, "How Democracies Die." I think it's Ziblatt and uh, Levitsky uh, are the authors of this book, and. They've studied how democracies around the world have ended, and they wrote this book in 2019, and it was uh, it was not as horrible as the topic might sound. They they learned, they studied, they learned, and they applied these lessons to where we we where, where we are in the United States, and they were deeply deeply concerned. And it was it was a uh, a message for how we go about making sure the American democracy doesn't die. That's what the book was really about. But their analysis now, two years later, is that things are so much worse. That we are headed into a bad place. Are we talking about war? Are we talking about secession? Are we talking about massacres, violence? Are we talking about inability to govern? Are we talking about the end of the American democracy? Yeah, that's what we're talking about. That's what we're talking about. So when somebody hears me doing a podcast in the morning, it's not an abstract thing. They're going to stop, change their walk. It's a small thing, actually, to change their walk, to come over and to, to, to come to me and to clarify I appreciate that. That's action. All right. It wasn't going to be pretty if I didn't hold the position that she was hoping to advocate for. But I did, and I appreciate that she wanted to wanted to find that out. We got to take steps. We got to do work. We got to engage. This is our summer. This is the summer we enter, it's June 4th. It's different than the 1960s. I I can't really characterize whether it's more dangerous or not. The racial violence and discrimination is an omnipresent piece from then to now. It's different all I know is it's our moment now it's ours come join the advocacy action days make a decision please that we won't just observe that we're gonna do stuff that we're gonna work we're gonna act in the words of John Lewis we're gonna move our feet okay I'm concerned, I'm worried, I'm terrified, and I'm determined, I'm mobilized. We're together. Let's do some work, folks. This is our summer. Let's do some work. See ya.